Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name's Alex, and I will be your host for today's episode as we are recapping episode nine of Survivor the Amazon, Survivor's sixth installment, one of the great classic seasons of this iconic show. Uh, today, like I said, we will be recapping, rewatching, and reacting to the goings-on of this episode titled The Chain. Uh, but I am not alone. I'm joined by three of my friends. You will never love me again. I can't still hear you say That's what you're singing. Never break the chain. Never break. Never. All right. Sorry. No, it's lovely. I just I just heard the noises and I wasn't quite sure what was happening. Just let it happen, Alex. Until about halfway through your singing of the classic song The Chain. Mm. By Fleetwood Mac. By Fleetwood Mac. What a wonderful song. <laughs> <laughs> if only that's what they were referencing in this episode. Instead, it was about a communication chain between Matthew and Butch, which is I a love. Fun I thing. love that Matthew feels the need to explain the chain to Butch. <laughs> right. One link connects to the other, and I will pass the information from one person to the next piece of the chain. That's about uh, how he talks. It's too. so good. <laughs> I'm not alone here. I'm joined by three of my friends who are relative newcomers to the Survivor world. Well, it's, at least they were before they were on this pod. Now they're old vets. Ain't that right? Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is their first time seeing this season, or at least seeing it as not a baby. Um, <laughs> so they're experiencing this for the first time. And so whether you are a hardened Survivor veteran or... Uh, going through your first four eight in the, into the season as well, um, you have a an accompanying voice. So first off, welcome to Outwatch, Adam. Uh, so glad to be here. I always love doing the show. We all do. It's our favorite thing, right? <laughs> I, I literally just sit in front of my computer <laughs> waiting for us to record another episode. Ooh, how do you make money? <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> No, I don't mind Bitcoin. I don't do anything. I stare at my screen waiting for that <laughs> little Hangouts notification that says you're giving me a call for Outwatch. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, guys. <laughs> it's starting! It's happening. It's, it's happening right now. It's happening right it's now. now. <laughs> It's happening right now. That <laughs> watch is happening right now. Uh, this episode, the immunity challenge is one of those classic survivor gross eating competitions. Uh, one of the evidence pieces of an era gone by. And I, uh, I had the thought, Adam, which of those foods that they chowed down on in that challenge would you most like to enjoy yourself? I think uh, I'm going to have to go with the coconut larva, actually. The uh, the coconut worms? <laughs> yeah, whatever those were. He yeah. wants both of them. Can you list for our audience? Yeah, just list them real quick. <laughs> right, right. We started with a crunchy, crispy grasshopper. That was the, like the size of a hot dog. It was a yeah. big old oh. grasshopper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the size of a hot dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Moses called them into Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they made such an animal. <laughs> yes, Rupert. Uh, we had some coconut worms that were slogged down like they were, <laughs> like, I don't know, the leftover ice cream that's melted in the bottom of your bowl. Yeah. Um, we had some beetles, and then we had a live crawly beetle larva. Yeah, yeah. So the coconut worms. Yes. Yeah, yeah they, that, that'd be my choice. They did. Um, I don't know if this was an editing trick or if this happened in real life, but they really did put those down immediately. They yeah, they put them down so fast. Yeah, I was just thinking I really like Gushers as a kid. Oh, so coconut worms. It kind of makes sense to me. Do you think they taste like coconuts? I they have to, right? No, they don't. I think <laughs> I, I bet they taste like coconuts. They could. <laughs> We're uh, about to find out. Yeah, let's order some coconut worms. That'll be the winner for All this, right. this Let me season. Google. Coconut <laughs> worms in bulk, please. <laughs> hey, Emily, welcome worms. to Outwatch. What was that? Sorry. Uh, I said welcome to Outwatch. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, which of these tasty treats would you like to chow down on? 
You know, I'm going to tell you that every single one of these tasty treats made me throw up a little bit, <laughs> at least in my soul. <laughs> um, had a, a soul but level I would have to up. say, I was actually going to choose the coconut worms too. It sounds like a health craze that maybe I could pretend <laughs> was just that. that. Like coconut water, it doesn't taste good, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's healthy. You're t- yeah, I think you, you're onto something there. Thank you. Like the coconut worm diet. I could see yeah, it. Everyone, it's um so good for you. <laughs> My skin has cleared up. We just need to get some Instagram influencer on this case. <laughs> right. and, and we're good. That's so millennial. It's <laughs> so millennial. You've gotta be trapping me. <laughs> uh Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, how's it going, guys? So good. Scott, which of these creepy crawlies would you have as a snack? Um, I was going to say the coconut worms, too, just Gosh. because of how quickly they got slurped up like candy. <laughs> it was slurped like, up. It was over before I knew it, so I figured those would be the easiest to eat. Yeah. Were the coconut worms alive, too? I don't think so. I can't remember. Which ones? The coconut worms. Oh, yeah, they were. I, I thought they were. The worms were alive and the last larva was yeah. alive. The other two were Roasty. I feel like they would have been roasty, toasty, crunchy if they had been dead. Yeah, sure that's what around. like the grasshopper gave people a lot of problems. And I think it was because it was just, yeah, so crispy. Yeah, it was dry. Right. It was just dry. Yeah. yeah. Rob said that it was like, uh, what did he compare it to? Oh. I don't know. He's, he couldn't just he just couldn't get it down. His mouth was too dry. It was too dry. Yeah. yeah yep, dry. I have that problem um, when I eat turkey sometimes like Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. I'm like, this is just so dry. I just can't drink it. I need a glass of water to put in my mouth. Well, my my father cooks the juiciest turkey and I would never put my familial turkey on blast like that. Thanks, (laughs) Papa. (laughs) Okay. I probably pooped on myself. (laughs) I don't know the relevance there, but it was the first one I saw. Um, quick, quick update. Yeah, it looks like you can get live coconut worms through Alibaba. It really does have everything. Uh, for eight to twelve dollars per dozen, with a minimum order of a hundred dozen. Oh my god! What? <laughs> is that uh, many? <laughs> quick math. Is that twelve hundred coconut worms? I can't yes. tell if it's well. Okay, so it says minimum order. It says a hundred dozen slash dozens. So I don't know if it's saying twelve hundred or a hundred dozen. <laughs> Dozens? I, I can't tell. It's either 1,200 or like 12,000. It's somewhere in there. Do <laughs> you imagine if you like, as a joke, we're like, oh, this would be funny. I'll order a dozen coconut worms. And then you like didn't pay that much attention to what was being charged or whatever. And then like, I don't know, two weeks later, it, you know, FedEx knocks at your door and it's like, oh, here's your 1,200 coconut worms. Yeah, <laughs> It's, it's Alibaba. It's going to be at least four months before that thing even hits mainland USA. <laughs> true, true. Maybe they have them on Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, well, um, that sets the stage up nicely for this episode titled The Chain, as we've already um, made note of. Yeah. Um, this is episode nine of Outwatch, season six, The Amazon. And what do you say we start by taking a trip down to Tremail and remembering what happened in this episode? Let's shall. Let's shall. Um, we start off by uh, Agent Matthew making himself Butch's chain, which is a, a plan that Rob sets all up. Um, this basically means that Matthew's going to give Butch the information that he needs and nothing more. Matthew then thinks maybe he should sandbag the reward challenges to make himself less of a threat as he received votes last tribal and is seeing his threat level elevating. At the reward chart, the reward challenge, we've got blow darts, bows, and spears, oh my, for a coffee bar reward. Alex beats Matthew in the final round, whether he sandbagged that or not, is lost to the sands of time, and Alex brings Jenna along on his reward. Back at the camp, Dina says that Alex should go if Matthew wins, since he's such a strong performer, which would break from their original plan and target somebody in uh, her alliance, or at least connected to it. Jenna and Alex then state that the two of them, 
and Rob and Heidi are the strongest four. They like hanging out together, and they begin to question Dina's place in the game. Alex and Jenna bring back some cookies from their reward, but Butch and Matthew are on the boat. They get them eventually, though, after a little bit of shenanigans. Back at that boat, Butch does get bit by a piranha, but he gets some cookies, so it's all okay. When everyone's back from reward, Heidi tells Jenna... Or that's actually the inverse. Jenna tells Heidi about no, I was right the first time. Mm. Heidi tells Jenna about yeah, Dina's Jenna plan. Went on the rewards, so. Right, right. <laughs> Heidi tells Jenna about Dina's plan to vote out Alex, and now Dina finds herself in trouble. Later that night, though, the piranha is not the only thing biting. Uh, Heidi gets bit by a spider, and her knee has inflamed drastically. Uh, to the point where Alex even carries Heidi into the challenge like Luke Skywalker carrying Yoda on the swamps of Dagobah. <laughs> At the immunity challenge, we've got a classic food challenge, and this time Matthew does come out victorious, beating Dina in the final round where Dina doesn't even give it a shot to down, disgusting. down that wriggling larva. Oh. Mm. At Tribal, we talk a lot about how the game has evolved from just survival to actually surviving and winning Survivor. And everybody eventually but Dina and Christy decide to vote for Dina. And she's voted out by a vote of six to two. How about this for a twist, folks? We've been riding the Dina train hard all season, mm. but she's gone. Just one episode after we were ready to crown her the champion. What happened, guys? Hell is real. That's what happened, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Hell is Dina real and we're living in MVP it. MVP votes yeah. from us. We love her. No we one comes close. Well, Rob comes close, but... <laughs> I will forever stay in Dina. Queena. 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 <laughs> you know what the problem was? She said she was in control. Yeah. That's mm. always the when kiss you say of death. That, it's a kiss of death. You're done. Yeah. Scott, why don't you eulogize Dina's game here since you are the proud owner of her? Are you comfortable with that description? <laughs> I don't think I do. She is on your <laughs> fantasy tribe. How about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can truly put into words what Dina has meant to me this season. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do your I have best. my first Survivor Fantasy lead, and I'm pretty sure it's mostly because of her. And now I am in trouble. I have no doubt. So thanks, Dina. <laughs> yeah, Dina has really driven a ton of the story for this season. She was the most visible person on the Women's Tribe for most of the pre-merge. Mm -hmm. And then at the swap, you see her linking up with Rob and forming a really powerful alliance that bridges the gap between those two groups in a way that um, yeah, has them playing at a different level and thinking in a different way than pretty much anyone else. Um, and at this point, until about halfway through this episode, yeah, it looks like she's in really strong control. She's got the numbers, um, but ultimately it is probably her just saying the wrong things to the wrong people at the wrong time um, and not weighing the agency of those people in her group that she just expects to do what she expects them to do, you know, um, which yeah, raises her threat level all the way to the top and gets her voted out here pretty quickly. But yeah, she was, uh, one of, if not probably the, the most entertaining and like enjoyable player to watch so far. Mm, yeah. And now we're in a Dina less world. Uh, so Where do we go from here? How do we pick the pieces up? <laughs> This is the last episode of Outwatch. We just can't go on. <laughs> we can't go on. <laughs> oh, let's start with the age-old first question. Um, what was y'all's favorite part of this episode? Emily, would you care to go first? Uh, let's think about this. You had a lot to say about the coffee house. I did, actually. Mm. I was like, the thing that sticks out in my mind that. is the bug challenge, but it wasn't my favorite. It was my least favorite. So, yeah, actually, I was pretty upset with the coffee challenge, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. Okay. <laughs> they just ate, like, you saw them pouring sugar into their drinks, yep. and they had, what, like, four to five iced coffees and yep. then pastries. I was upset because I figured they would be so sick after that. And there's no nutritional value, and I just, whatever, okay. I didn't love it. <laughs> what? They're drinking dairy and 
Coffee has no coffee doesn't anything. I can't okay. even defend it. All I'm right. sorry. Okay, I'm right. When you are yeah, on the island, something you're to not consider. Be a lot of right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you need some nutrients in your life, and that was just empty calories. I like I had the question to ask is what would a pig out level of donuts, pastries and coffee adjacent drinks do to you after 25 days of malnutrition leading up to it? Um, it has to destroy you. them. Yeah. First of all, first of all, can you imagine the poop? <laughs> it would be completely <laughs> liquid. Oh. Caffeine, caffeine's a diuretic. Like I probably pooped on myself. Um, That's what they were saying after that reward. So, I mean, there's that component to it. The other component is you do not have enough food in your system to deal with the caffeine that you're putting into your body. Right. Let alone the sugar. Right. And then most of the pastries that you're eating, which would be the things that deal with it, have a bunch of sugar in it anyway. So it's just, that as as a coffee person that looked miserable. Yeah. Like, that looked miserable. I, I, I the entire time I was just thinking every time we watch Survivor, I'm always thinking about that, that giving up coffee would be the worst part of it. Hmm. But then if you gave me just an unlimited access to coffee in the middle of everything, that would be worse than just not giving me coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. Plus, you're already kind of like a probably, a, I assume, a decent level of dehydrated. Yeah. So if you. Yeah, so it's just going to, like, coffee is a diuretic. You go and you have a lot of number two come out. You're going to be even more dehydrated. I probably pooped on myself. Yeah, and that's and, what you'd be saying. Well, and this is and this is one of the few situations where I would actually make that argument. Because technically, Here we go. I will point this out. Adam pulled out his soapbox and he's standing on it right now. I'm standing on it. This isn't the first time I've heard this. And as soon as, as Adam, or as Scott mentioned uh, dehydration, <laughs> I knew this was coming. What? <laughs> so so up to five cups of coffee and there's no noticeable difference in dehydration in people. Because, oh. because coffee, I, I mean, they're drinking espresso. So there's an argument to be made. But coffee drip coffee itself is mostly water it's i mean 85 percent water um so even the amount of water that's taking out of your body it's not going to be enough to really dehydrate you um in a meaningful way unless you're living on an island and not drinking enough water as it is mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there, there is something yeah. to consider right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't at him. Don't <laughs> at me. Or you can't at me. I always like to learn things, but you're wrong if you think I'm wrong. So, wow. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever brains they have is clearly a <laughs> I'm too confused to argue. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I was going to ask Adam to review the Survivor Coffee Bar, but I think we got a pretty good review. Yeah, I think we're good for that. Yeah. <laughs> we is this can a good that one down. It was. Oh, is this a good time to mention that our podcast is sponsored by Circadian Coffee? <laughs> sponsored by Circadian Coffee. <laughs> Cue the, the best coffee in the world. Actually, appeared in that episode of Survivor. I know. Wow. Pretty wild. Yeah, that is pretty Adam wild. Was roasting it. Just ten. Just roasting <laughs> it at. When this come out? That, yeah, I don't ten. Know, I guess. <laughs> Really? It was just it was roasting in your idea box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Roasting in my idea box. You know, I think we have an explanation for how we could get time traveling coffee. There are spirits in this jungle. And yes. through the magic of the magic eight ball, I can channel and harness those spirits. Is the magic eight ball. Also a time machine. That explains everything. Okay. Uh, any other high points from this episode before we start to break it down more in depth? Any other things that really jumped out at you that you want to hit and talk about here off the top? Just how Fear Factor style the immunity yes. challenge was. God, I was waiting I for Joe Rogan to pop out. Man, it would be fun to do uh, like a bonus season of Fear Factor. I hated Fear Factor. <laughs> I never watched that. I couldn't handle it. As like, you know, like a 10 year old who didn't know like categorically what anxiety was. <laughs> that gave me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying. What was the so the the eating challenge and then the archery challenge? Right, those were right. the two. Yeah. Okay. The tribal weapon challenge. The tribal weapon challenge. And then, of course, Dina's Dina's ousting mm -hmm. out of nowhere. 
And we'll talk about that in depth, of course, how that happened. Let's do it. All right. But break it down. Something from early in the episode that I thought was interesting to talk about um, was Matthews talking about um, thinking about throwing challenges. Um, I wonder what you guys thought about that idea for someone who is seen as a threat, at least physically as he is, and who is receiving votes. If the idea of maybe sandbagging and throwing some challenges would be a good one for him at this stage in the game. Uh, Adam Matthews on your tribe. What did you think when he talked about throwing challenges? How many challenges has he won? Like, that's a good question. I um, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to like just scan through the points and see. I wonder if like on their page here, it says how many. Because I think this is always the problem with the idea of sandbagging and throwing challenges is it doesn't usually actually come down to how many challenges you've thrown. It's how much of a physical threat you are perceived to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's really no way to diminish that once the idea has been you know, planted yeah, that you point. are a physical threat. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I just I don't know. There's there, there's nothing he could have done at that point. So he might as well win a reward and like gift something to somebody. So mm -hmm. that way it's like, oh, like we're on the same team or like we're, you know, I'm not against you. Yeah. Um, I can tell you the total number of challenges he wins, but that includes also tribal and also that spoilery. Nah. So right. I don't have a better answer. It is interesting, though, like, because, yeah, if he hasn't actually won that many challenges, what to this point makes him a physical threat? Like, yeah. how do we just decide that somebody is a physical threat if they haven't won a challenge? Well, dude, when he was in that reward challenge until the last round, he was precision, like surgeon, like precision. Yeah. With those things. That was super impressive. He like, yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just, I thought if he was, this is throwing it, this is a very bad attempt at it. Um, yeah. I was just asking the question because yeah, yeah. If he hasn't actually won a challenge. Do we know how physical he is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is also the, the thing about, that saying that somebody is a physical threat, it, it also that comes from a place of, well, I'm not a physical threat. They're a physical threat. So I think a lot of that is Alex sitting there saying, mm. well, he's the biggest physical threat. It's a good point. It's not me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Matthew. So I it, it's one of those things that you just can't really shake off mm -hmm. by losing a couple challenges like if you're yeah. perceived as a physical threat, you will always be perceived as a physical threat. I think yeah. it's always just a rationale for voting someone out. Yeah. Got a point there. <clears throat> yeah. There's um, again, without spoiling other seasons of survivor, there's a notable challenge performer um, in some of these more recent seasons who, yeah, is just like known as a complete beast at survivor challenges such that like, I think the only times that this person having played three times has been voted out have been like the one times like the one time that season that he was actually able to be voted out because he was like not immune. But yeah, like people talk about like, man, should he go on the serve on the season and like just sandbag next time he plays, you know, mm. and it's like yeah, he could, but everybody knows already that he's like a stud at challenges and it probably right. won't matter. Like people will still perceive him to be a big threat. Yeah. It would take like a lot of, I don't know, like processing in that moment on the show to be like, you know what? I want to think that he's a threat, but he really hasn't done anything. So maybe he's lost it. You know, it's like, yeah, I think you are. It also, it, it, it moves away. It, it forces you to convince people to move away from an obvious target. Mm -hmm. So as soon as someone is considered a perceived threat, you target that person. That's it. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no reason to argue. Well, so-and-so unless someone else is like obviously a bigger threat because the problem with throwing people off of a target is you might become the next target. Yeah. I think the exception to that, <laughs> and you mentioned this when you were talking about Alex is like, if you know, this threat being voted out now makes you the next threat, you know, yeah. this, uh, the casual term is the meat shield Alliance the meat where shield. <laughs> often you have two strong athletic men or more than two, 
you know, forming an alliance because they know that they're both going to be perceived as threats. And in order for them to keep themselves safe, they're going to keep them both in the game. And so they're like less likely to be targeted individually. And yeah, maybe that's, you know, a different version of this that like Alex could be thinking about. Um, so the other, yeah, when we get back from this challenge, uh, and it, it's actually happening during the challenge, the, perhaps the inciting incident of everything else, this episode happens where Dina is talking with Christy and Heidi and Rob saying that, you know, we really should target Alex next if Matthew does win because he's such a strong performer. And of course, everybody nods their head and says, yeah, sure, whatever. But in reality, that really is not um, something that Heidi wants to do. And then Rob himself even feels him kind of on the edge about that sort of thing, too. Um, what what went wrong in Dina's gameplay this episode where she went from being really solidly safe and in control to being voted out? Um, what did she do wrong in this conversation or before and after that, that led her where she is. Scott, do you have a thought as the, the, the stanniest of the <laughs> Dina stands? Um, I guess my thought would be that maybe like, of course it's easy for me to play like backseat survivor, like 16 years later. Um, <laughs> I maybe was later Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my thought would be maybe like instead of like knowing that Alex is pretty tight with Jenna and Heidi, yeah, maybe she should have maybe have just approached Rob first, mm -hmm. like separately, just to gauge like his thoughts on that. Maybe plant that seed, and then instead of going maybe they could have rallied like the others to get Alex out and maybe kept Heidi and Jenna in the dark on mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. what a, maybe thoughts. Yeah. I think you're right. And that she just said she told the wrong people at the wrong time, you know, like maybe in some world, Heidi eventually like gets on board with voting Alex out, but that yeah, is somebody that she's a, in a close alliance with. That's not something that she's just going to take well you know, just hearing it once as like, we're doing this now. Like, of course she's going to react as to like, say, no, we, we can't do that. You know? Yeah. And I think Rob was the same way where that wasn't the plan. Um, it caused him to, you know, reevaluate. Um, and yeah, she almost went like full authoritarian here, you know, where she yeah. thought that she had the power to make the call. And so she did. Yeah, which up to this point in the game, she kind of has had the power to make the call. Yeah, true. So I guess in her mind, it's like, well, I'm calling the shots. I have mm -hmm. all the power. Mm -hmm. See, I, I so. think that Dina, I, I think we, we can sit here and make the argument that Dina made a mistake. But I also think that Rob is partially to blame for this. Yeah, Rob doesn't back her up. Um, in fact, well, he ends and, up and like for Rob, her. Rob and Dina are like they're. The, their final two like they've agreed to that like they're mm -hmm. they are in an alliance as far as i remember that like those two are tight they're to the end yeah and rob finds out that jenna heidi and alex all have this secret alliance and he latches on to them which means he's the fourth person now well, I think that I think that it wasn't necessarily a secret. I think that it was Rob and Dina are in an alliance with those three. And so together they form like a five, you know, person group. Mm -hmm. And then you even hear Alex at the at the coffee bar saying like, man, it's me, Jenna, Rob and Heidi. We're the like top four. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that that's been a more longstanding thing than like <laughs> this episode necessarily. But. Yeah, the, yeah, I don't know. I just think I think Rob has he's got Butch, he's got Matthew, he's got Christy, who will pretty much follow him wherever he leads them. Dina is doing something that is problematic, but not like going to blow up anything that they're planning. It's It's not like you suddenly find yourself in the minority by sticking with Dina. I don't know. I just, I find I have a hard time. Like Dina obviously does not go about this in the most diplomatic way possible. I agree yeah. with that. 
I just have a hard time pinning or feeling like she made that great of an error here. Yeah. I can like see from Rob's perspective too, like part of the reason maybe why he would want to vote Dina out at this point is like what you, what you just said, everybody else is pretty like fairly easily manipulatable as far as he's concerned, you know, or at least pretty easily like willing to come under what Rob wants to do. Dina's like that one person left who has like a strong will yeah or like the strongest will you know yeah actually that that does make a lot of sense this is rob's opportunity to get rid of the other conniving player in the game yeah and i think that yeah rob probably expects that dina will like want to cut him at one at some point too even though they have this um alliance to go to the end in fact was there a confessional where dina said something to that effect that rings kind of true but i can't remember might be dina might have been sticking with might have thought that she was sticking with Heidi and Jenna mm-hmm. and Christy or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think that combination of, yeah, making, making Heidi aware of this was the first problem. Uh, and, and especially in the way that she made her aware of it. Um, and yeah, like if, if she wants to take Alex out, I think there's a much better way of doing it than saying to, you know, everybody who's at camp at that moment, Hey, we should do this. <laughs> it's like, go do this in smaller groups first so that it's less like public knowledge. And then, yeah, I think she underestimated how close Alex is to Jenna and Heidi specifically. Let's talk yeah, about. I would. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, I was good. just going to add a couple more thoughts. Please here do it. Yeah, I would love to hear your to thoughts. Examine. Um, I was just going to say, I think at this, this was the first time maybe that Rob and Dina did not agree on something. And I don't think Rob was feeling powerful in that moment. And that may be why he considered switching. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that um, Heidi, Jenna and Alex have become friends. And I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That come, mm-hmm. comes into play like really heavily next episode. And so we'll talk about like the, you know, the tricky uh, like dealing with these like real levels of like friendship along with playing this game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, next episode pretty heavily, but yeah, I think yes. you're right. That that's a part of it as well. That probably feeds into this too. That isn't as in your face. Uh, let's talk about that spider bite. Ugh. Heidi gets bit by a spider. She thinks, um, and her knee is, is now grapefruit sized. Yeah. Uh, Emily, what, what did you think when the, the old spider bite took place? Yeah, I thought it was interesting the way that they portrayed it. I'm pretty sure they kind of spliced together, a a shot of Heidi wincing a, a B roll shot of a tarantula (laughs) for, for the audience to understand what happened. Um, I was really concerned. I was hoping they'd bring a doctor out. I don't know if they ever did. I assume they did because yeah, she sure had did. some wrap on her have. knee. Yeah. And I can't imagine they just watched that and be like, she's fine. Right. Um, yeah. And I was going to say something else. I got too excited. I don't remember. Was it about Rob's description of how big the bite? No, I forgot about that because <laughs> I chose not to remember. Oh, she was so positive about it. When they went to the challenge, Jeff yeah. was like, well, dang, your knee looks shot. And she's like, yeah, silly spiders. He's like, you're screwed in this challenge. And she's like, darn spiders get you every time. (laughs) I was like, okay, Heidi. (laughs) Those dang, G-dang spiders. (laughs) Dang nab arachnids. Dang spiders. (laughs) Man, I'm surprised that this sort of thing doesn't happen more, where you like have animal or insect bite narratives that doesn't happen very often and like you'll notice if you pay attention um like plenty of times where you see contestants who have like some sort of like wrap or bandage or whatever on and you didn't like see the story of how that happened because like i don't know somebody yeah had some sort of cut or infection or whatever that's just being dealt with by the doctors but we doesn't matter I was going to say, I don't I don't remember if it was this episode or another episode, but there were a few times where I remember seeing like Christy had a wrap on her leg. Uh Yeah. Stuff like that that has never been addressed. So it it is interesting that this made us made a storyline. Right. Because it must have been. Well, I bet they couldn't just write out the fact that she's being carried into a challenge. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. That's fair. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
Yeah, and her leg is pretty gnarly. That's like, you know, more TV worthy. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I'm surprised there's not more like spider bite narratives, you know. That's honestly like I think the thing that I would have the most anxiety about going on Survivor is the spiders. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, we talked a lot about the immunity challenge at the top of the episode. Anything else that we want to talk about here in this challenge? They let him practice beforehand. No, that was the reward, babe. Oh, this is the immunity. I was like, yeah. don't you tell me they practice eating bugs. I'm going to have to leave this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For today's and challenge, you're going to have to eat some creepy crawlies. Included in female is some creepy crawlies. Boy, I wonder what we have to do with these. Jeff did say that like some of these are available near your camp. And I'm yeah. surprised Matthew didn't like go back and try to find some. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like, Jeff, I've been eating these for 30 days, my dude. Yeah, he probably already knows about them. <laughs> That's why he did so well. That's why he crushed it. From a game perspective, one thing we can talk about is is Dina's lack of trying there in the final round. She did make it yeah. all the way to the end. And as like, um, you know, sometimes Survivor just works out this way where it's like, oh, man, we know that she's in the hot seat. And here she is like in a showdown. At the very end, like, can she save herself? Even though we know she is, but she doesn't, right? And then she mm -hmm. kind of throws in the towel there at the end. Uh, my note, though. Well, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this happened to Roger, too. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, that's Roger true. was in a challenge. He was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm fine. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's why it, it, it would have been Roger and then who Dave. And he knew he was getting voted out. So. The storyline doesn't continue, but then uh -huh. it happens again with Dina. So, yeah. My note Got was, it. was going to be though, to like, even if she did try, dude, Matthew just swat, like just threw that thing down his throat yeah, and swallowed yeah. it. Like, it was gone in a flash. I think she has no chance. Yeah. Matthew won that challenge. Dina did not lose that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was like, I don't know. There was such like a reaction from everybody who's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's gone. You ate it already. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like those other things I would have been like, yeah, I can eat this. It's not going to be pleasant, but no problem. Yeah. Man, they lifted but the lid on that very first um, <clears throat> grasshopper with its big eyes. And I was done for. But like that larva i mean it was the size of like an index finger it was and it was alive and that would have been yeah. like that would have been yeah. my moment where i'm like hmm, hmm, I'm well, done. maybe i do feel safe tonight <laughs> dude i could not i could not do the food challenges i can't yeah that's disgusting yeah could not the, get myself uh, to do it i would throw the one in uh pearl islands was really bad that was not was that the, oh, the smoothie one yeah yeah that one was bad. I couldn't have done that one. Yeah, that the one bug really one, I, I feel like I could manage <laughs> until it got put, like, ocean water in some of them? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? Aren't you not supposed to drink that? No. <laughs> Chef All Jeff. right, let's spin the wheel. We've got sea cucumbers and cyanide. <laughs> ah, this will be a tough one. <laughs> Who's going to wimp out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i couldn't do this <laughs> um let's talk about going into to tribal council here we're like given the possibility that it's dina but also the possibility that it is alex that you know the timeline has accelerated um and you're kind of given like basically you're just what it's weighing on is if rob and then by extension, Matthew and Butch, who they vote for. And so we're kind of left, you know, in the dark here about what really is going to happen. What did you guys think going into tribal was going to happen? Who was going to get voted out? Scott, what'd you think? Um, I'm pretty sure I thought Dina was going to get voted out. Um, it's like, I don't know. I feel like at this point we have seen enough survivor. Like when somebody says, Oh, I'm in control. I got it. Like, it's like, uh -huh. I don't know. I feel like it's automatically like this person is going to get voted out. If not this episode, then the next one. Yeah. And I don't know. There's just like a lot of momentum for her to go. So I just, I was like, man, Dina's going to get canned here. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I was readying myself. 
Well, I mean, we've been preparing for Dina's exit since she was voted leader of the women's tribe. I, yeah, I'm genuinely surprised he made it this long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised because she was crushing it, but I'm kind of surprised she made it this long just because of how much of a target she painted on herself. I don't know. I, I, I could. It could have gone either way, honestly. As they were walking the tribal for mm-hmm. me, I, I, I was kind of expecting Dina, but if Alex had gone, I wouldn't have been too surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about if like this is the right move for Rob and like kind of weighed that on his behalf. But what about like if you're Heidi or uh, Jenna? Yeah, I, th- I guess both of them. You know. Jenna is talking with Alex at the reward about Dina's place. Um, Heidi's the one who brings Jenna in to like tell her what Dina said the plan was. And so they had agency here too and kind of starting the flip um, and like telling Alex that this is, this is the plan. If you're like Jenna and Heidi, do you feel like this is a correct move to make to vote Dina out? Um. I think that they definitely thought they were doing the right thing at this point. Jenna was taking it so personally, even yeah. I think in her like voting booth confessional, I think that's where it was. She was just talking about, she's such a backstabber and she can't believe she did that. And it was so upsetting and not seeing the strategy of the choice at all. Yeah. So I don't think Jenna was even, I mean, the way that it was portrayed, I don't think she gave it a second thought, like Dina's being manipulative and commanding and we're tired of it. And she crossed a line by threatening Alex. Yeah, it's interesting because like this alliance with Alex is a new thing relative to Dina, which like you see the two of them, Dina and Shauna, like form this alliance on the women's tribe really early on in the game. Um, but yeah, now it's it's. Dina's willingness to flip on Alex, who is a member of that alliance, but a newer one, is what sends them into the tailspin and thinking that they need to vote her out instead. Yeah, I wonder for, like, their long-term game if this is the right move, right? Because you... It's like, yeah, who would they have a better chance going deep into the game with, Alex or Dina? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, a tough question, I, I think it's game. made tougher by the fact that neither of them are really playing a very overtly strategic survivor game. Right, right. And I think that's just what makes it complicated because Heidi and Jenna could be driving who's going home. Mm-hmm. And they are, in a sense, driving who's going home. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they chose they chose to win tonight. Yeah. But they're they they have so much more power than I think they realize yeah. as a two. Mm-hmm. Power couple, and it's and because like other people aren't because Rob is the most strategic person besides Dina. Like if one of them just started really thinking about okay, like who do I have the best shot against later on? Who do I have the best shot against in the final two? Mm-hmm. They really really started thinking about that rather than who I like to be here with. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'd be seeing very different play. But the the problem with that statement is always going to be that if they're thinking it, then everyone else would be thinking it and we'd be in a later season of Survivor. So, right. It, it's just I don't yeah. know. It's one of those things that like I, I think neither of them really realize how much power they could be wielding mm-hmm. in this moment. Yeah. yeah. And I was like skeptical of that at first, but I think thinking about it more like and again, leading into next episode, like Alex makes it pretty clear that he's like in it with them for the long haul. Um, and so maybe this is the right move is that in the same way that we think this might be a good move for Rob to cut with Dina, who is yeah strategic and smart and playing the game really hard. Maybe it's, it's good for them in the same way that Alex, though he's a newer addition to this group is maybe more likely to blindly go along with them than Dina, who has a ton of agency and is, mm-hmm. is very clearly thinking for herself. Rest in power, Dina. Mm. Anything else from this episode before we move on to our scoring and MVPs? Um, we got to talk about just real quick how Matt uh, explains a link 
what a chain is yes. to Butch, and then Butch goes and explains what a chain <laughs> is to the camera. Just a really good seven minutes of television right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's important that we as viewers know what a chain is so that when they talk about a chain and how links work. Right. Yeah. And we got like the um, the like spy music when when Matthew was doing this. That was pretty. Yes. <laughs> Agent Matthews on the case, guys. No need to worry. I feel so bad for Matthew. I know. It was like, like so insulting of them to do that. Such a nice person. And just like. <laughs> We man, we're swinging yeah. all across the map with Matthew. Just like last episode, we were like, Matthew's a freaking crazy person, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's he's a nice guy. Perhaps both can be true. I mean, yeah, I think both are true. <laughs> <laughs> just because just because he's a little screwy doesn't mean you need to make fun of him so much. True. He does get a lot of the bread right. in this season. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our scoring this episode. This is the ninth episode of the season. Um, Adam's tribe, the Believe in Yourself and Aliens tribe, had a huge night, um, amassing a total of 45 points, 25 of which come from Matthew because he won the immunity challenge, and he also named the episode The Chain. He said it first. Chain. I think we would make the episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll give five points to whoever has Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, of course, ten points from Heidi and Butch because they voted correctly. Uh, Emily's tribe, the Poison Dart Frogs, a less successful night, mm -hmm. receiving ten points from Rob for voting correctly and surviving, and just five from Christy because she did not vote correctly tonight. And then... Uh, Scott, you dropped down to just two members after this episode, a total uh, of 25. Um, Alex did win the immunity challenge, and so, sorry, the reward challenge, and so an extra five points on his part, and then a full 10 from Jenna, zero from Dina, and at that are scores. The order does not change, but things get a little bit tighter. In third place at 270 points is the Poison Dart Frog Tribe. Mm. In second place with 320 is Believe in Yourself and Aliens. Yep. And leading the way, though by a slimmer margin, is Scott's Tribe Bangarang at Bang 355. A 35-point lead now for the Bangarang Tribe. Bangarang! With his uh, dying breath, at least Dave gave you a tribe name. <laughs> Long live Dave for that. Long live Dave. <laughs> uh, how about we move on to our MVP section? Our yeah, our reigning MVP queen, Queena, um, is out of the game. And so, who are we giving MVP points this episode to? Scott, you're still in first place, so why don't you start us off? <laughs> Honestly, I was so distraught from Dina getting voted out. I couldn't <laughs> really name an MVP. Because <laughs> um, everybody left in this game is truly evil. So, <laughs> except, except Christy. Christy didn't vote for Dina. Except Christy. Christy's an angel. Christy is will, too pure for this game. We have to protect Christy at all costs. Yes. Is there is um, there a survivor uh, where they bring back just really nice players? <laughs> no, that oh would be the gosh. worst season ever. Christy should go. Christy and Butch. Butch. Christy. <laughs> Rupert. <laughs> who are, yeah, we, who I, are we bringing back from Kageon? Oh, it'd be someone from Beauty. Who was the person who, who, was the person who uh, said they couldn't vote with them or they were going to vote for Jeremiah? What was oh, her name? Oh, with Alexis? The Texas accent. Miss Kentucky. What'd you say? Oh, Jeffra. Jeffra. Yeah, yeah. Jeffra's yeah. definitely on Jeffra. this season. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> that would be quite the season. And then you just throw in like a Tasha, or not a Tasha, a cast just to like shake <laughs> things up. <laughs> <laughs> All these uh, nice idiots. I, Scott, who gets I your MVP? Guess I'm going to say Matt for winning immunity and okay. sealing Dina's fate, I guess. All righty. Point for I Matthew. Not his first point. That's his second. Uh, uh, Adam, how about you? Who gets your MVP? You know, point? this is a much more difficult episode to give uh, an MVP to. Yeah. I kind of want to give it to Heidi, actually. Heidi is on the board. She uh she she took what Dina said she 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 ingested it and what came out was a uh, 
a full flip that got her eliminated. So, as opposed to go- Jenna, and what came out of her was liquid poop. Yep, because she drank seven coffees <laughs> so and much coffee. ten donuts. That's two more than the required amount. <laughs> <laughs> two? <laughs> what if you, said, you said people can drink five coffees. Oh, yeah. five without seeing noticeable changes in dehydration. <laughs> yeah. Hydration. Yeah, see? Yeah, you're so right. I was listening to your ramblings. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I just jumped right in on that stat, too. <laughs> Big no stat sources, head here. Nothing. Big numbers guy. <laughs> uh, Emily, who's going to get your MVP point today? Um, I was going to go with Matt solely because he ate a bunch of bugs. Yeah, that's a and good reason. He's a good marksman and he could have won mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. reward challenge. So he can really survive, you know. He should have. If Alex had been at the tribe all day, do you think Dina could have gotten the let's get rid of Alex thing going? It's a great question, actually. Got a point. Yeah, if Matthew wins that instead of Alex. Mm-hmm. So indirectly, screw you, Matt. i'm just kidding in our alternate universe survivor games yeah maybe maybe dina survives uh i'm struggling too with who would get my mvp um you know what i don't know if heidi meant to do it but i'm gonna give mine to heidi also (laughs) because i think she did accidentally um raise her place in the game pretty pretty well yeah. <laughs> um, by by no intention of her own. Um, <laughs> by getting Dina out, yeah, she's got a, a much clearer path to the end, whereas Dina was was blocking that before. As yeah, as the person in her alliance with the agency. Well, that will just about do it um, for this episode of Outwatch. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us next time for um, our next episode where we are skipping episode 10 of the season because it's a clip show. Survivor used to do uh, this. Shucks. Um, so if you're watching along at home, you know, if you want to watch that clip show, be our guest. Who are we to stop you? But we'll be skipping on by and moving on to episode 11 titled Q&A. So make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Outwatch Podcast. Uh, shoot us a line on the email. It's outwatchpodcast at gmail.com and answer us. Which of those grubs would you have liked to munch upon? Um, And also you want to hit the subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any more of these episodes or our special one-off draft specials for our hypothetical seasons um, or any other of the great content coming at you here from Outwatch. Next time on Outwatch, as I said, we will be on episode 11 of Survivor the Amazon titled Q&A, and we'll see you here for that. See you next time. Adios. Adios.